Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Genesis 34, the treachery of Jacob's sons. Now Dinah, the daughter of Leah, whom she had borne to Jacob, went out to visit the daughters of the land. When Shechem, the son of Amor, the Hivite, The prince of the land saw her. He took her and lay with her by force. He was deeply attracted to Dinah, the daughter of Jacob, and he loved the girl and spoke tenderly to her. So Shechem spoke to his father, Hamor, saying, Get me this young girl for a wife. Now Jacob heard that he had defiled Dinah, his daughter, but his sons were with his livestock in the field. So Jacob kept silent until they came in. Then Hamor, the father of Shechem, went out to Jacob to speak with him. Now the sons of Jacob came in from the field when they heard it, And the men were grieved, and they were very angry because he had done a disgraceful thing in Israel by lying with Jacob's daughter, for such a thing ought not to be done. But Amor spoke with them, saying, The soul of my son Shechem longs for your daughter. Please give her to him in marriage. Intermarry with us, give your daughters to us, and take our daughters for yourselves. Thus you shall live with us, and the land shall be open before you. Live and trade in it and acquire property in it. Shechem also said to her father and to her brothers, If I find favor in your sight, then I will give whatever you say to me. Ask me ever so much bridal payment and gift, and I will give according as you say to me, but give me the girl in marriage. But Jacob's sons answered Shechem and his father Amor with deceit, because he had defiled Dinah, their sister. They said to them, We cannot do this thing to give our sister to one who is uncircumcised, for that would be a disgrace to us. Only on this condition will we consent to you, if you will become like us, and that every male of you be circumcised. Then we will give our daughters to you, and we will take your daughters for ourselves, and we will live with you and become one people." 
But if you will not listen to us to be circumcised, then we will take our daughter and go. Now their words seemed reasonable to Hamor and Shechem, Hamor's son. The young man did not delay to do the thing because he was delighted with Jacob's daughter. Now he was more respected than all the household of his father. So Amor and his son Shechem came to the gate of their city and spoke to the men of their city, saying, These men are friendly with us. Therefore let them live in the land and trade in it, for behold, the land is large enough for them. Let us take their daughters in marriage and give our daughters to them. Only on this condition will the men consent to us to live with us to become one people, that every male among us be circumcised as they are circumcised. Will not their livestock and their property and all their animals be ours? Only let us consent to them and they will live with us. All who went out of the gate of his city listened to Hamor to his son Shechem, and every male was circumcised. All who went out of the gate of his city. Now it came about on the third day when they were in pain, the two of Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, each took his sword and came upon the city unawares and killed every male. They killed Hamor and his son Shechem with the edge of the sword and took Dinah from Shechem's house and went forth. Jacob's sons came upon the slain and looted the city because they had defiled their sister. They took their flocks and their herds and their donkeys and that which was in the city and that which was in the field. And they captured and looted all their wealth and all their little ones and their wives, even all that was in the houses. Then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have brought trouble on me by making me odious among the inhabitants of the land, among the Canaanites and the Perizzites. And my men, being few in number, they will gather together against me and attack me, and I will be destroyed, I and my household. But they said, Should he treat our sister as a harlot? So in this scripture, you can see how, um, of course, Shechem completely just, I mean, there's no other way to put it basically raped Dinah, um, which was treated a little bit differently at that time. Um, you're supposed to have an understanding prior to doing so. But it, again, you have multiple nations, you have multiple groups, and each one has their different culture and their different traditions. But um, Chekham did not even care to find out about traditions or anything he just took it upon himself to take what he wanted then afterwards he proceeded to try to ask for forgiveness so um the the thing here is he he realized after a moment after he had done what he had done that he needed to try to to really do this the right way now his father had a different plan he started looking at uh, I mean, it says Shechem was actually the, basically, one of the nicest of, of the family. But when uh, Hamar said, we're going to go and do this the right way. We're going to try to set this right. Let's go and speak with Jacob and let him know that you'd like to have Dinah for your wife. And let's see if we can strike a bargain. And then they thought, you know, the, the brothers, the sons of Jacob and Jacob really felt like there's no way they're going to agree because it's not just about the physical circumcision. It's about becoming a follower of the one true God. It's That's the outward sign of 
the inward faith of following the one true God. So they were telling them, you're going to have to be circumcised, every one of your males, period. And that's just so you can take Dinah. They turned it and said, well, wait, well, if we do that, then let's just be one people. You can have all of, you can have our daughters, we'll marry your daughter, we'll intermarry, we'll become one people. And then when they stepped away, it became a little bit more. When Amor and Shechem were talking with the other men of um, their group, they even said, wouldn't all of their flock be ours? They started thinking beyond just the daughters and started looking into what would be considered wealth. So all of the riches, all of the, the flock, the servants, the everything, if we make them a part of us and we're all one, we gain everything they have. That's not an intertwining of families. That's a takeover. And I really feel that's what the the brothers, you know, Levi and Simeon, they just can't get, they can't handle that anger and they're not feeling this settling. They really, they, they were, they have been wronged. Their sister has been wronged and they don't like the deal that has been struck. Um, because they don't feel as if it's 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 going to be um, followed through in the in the way that really benefits both parties, and so they take it upon themselves. Now, right or wrong, I mean, at this time, they were handling the justice on their own. They were sticking up for their family and going to take it, they, they, out to handle the situation. Period. And they're under the law of an eye for an eye. And so they go and they they understand that these, these men aren't going to do what's best for both parties. They're really just looking to do what's best for themselves. And they've already raped our sister. So they didn't want there to be a bargain at all. Now, that's hard to really translate into our lives today. Um... Unless you've faced something so serious as that, and I have, I've faced that. And the thing is, you want to take justice into your own hand. You want to go and make things right. You want to go and find the guilty party and you want there to be a justice, a reckoning. It's not a revenge. That's not really what it is. It's not that... There's vengeance involved or a vendetta to be settled. It's no, it's justice. If you attack, if you murder, if you rape, then human nature is we want to to make it even justice. So it's hard to be able to set back. And it was very difficult for me to be able to set back. I'm not saying that I always, when faced with these kinds of situations, behaved appropriately, but now I know that that's God's. There's no one better to bring justice in that situation outside of God. God does it better than anyone else. And I do believe in redemption. I do believe in forgiveness. And I do believe that people can can uh, turn from their wicked ways. Otherwise, there wouldn't have been no hope for me. But um, 
I'm thankful that now I have the courage to be able to step back and and understand that the justice is brought about by God. I don't need to do it by my hand. Now, I also can say that I pray and pray often that I'm not in that kind of a situation ever again because it is not an easy one to be in. So I pray for all my loved ones to be protected and taken care of, that I wouldn't have to face such an enemy, that they've done such vicious things. Um, But again, it's God's. Hand it over to God. So Father, thank you that you provide for us, but you also protect us. And you're there. Sometimes circumstances um, make us feel like we're all alone, but you're still there. And you're there to make things right. You're there to make things just. And you're there um, with just who you are. And there's no one who can who can do it better than you, Father. I pray that uh, I have the courage to be able to, if I'm ever put in any situation, that I could respond appropriately within your law, within your statutes, and doing what is right, not taking it into my own hands unless that is what you will me to do. Father, I want to follow your guidance, and um, I'm so glad that you're there to guide. Please guide my steps and actions that people who see them will know about your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, Maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.